Hello and welcome back to Crime with Joy. I'm your host, Joy, and today we're going to be talking about a fake doctor. So this episode is pretty lighthearted because it's kind of entertaining, but also kind of like, what? (laughs) Anyways, so I just want to preface this with there is some trigger warning here because someone does pass. But, we're going to be talking about Gerald Barnes. Now, Gerald Barnes was born in Chicago, Illinois, and originally trained as a pharmacist. Barnes had his license revoked after the aftermath of Medicaid fraud charges in 1971. And he moved to California in 1976, and after he legally changed his name to Barnes, stole the identity, he's, sorry, he stole the identity of a doctor in Stockton named Gerald Barnes, worked as a physician in Los Angeles in Southern California region for three years. In 1979, Due to Gerald Barnes's negligence and lack of medical knowledge, this contributed to the death of John McKenzie. So John McKenzie was a 29-year-old undiagnosed type 1 diabetic from Anaheim who had complained of dry mouth, chronic thirst, dizziness, and rapid weight loss. So although these were classic signs of diabetes or uncontrolled diabetes Barnes decided to give a drug to McKenzie that would stop vertigo and then he sent him home on his way so you know a few days pass and they're running lab tests and one of Barnes's like physician assistants um, Barnes is out Dr. Barnes is out of the um out of the office that day. So one of his physicians uh not physicians, uh his physician assistant's assistant decides to, you know, check on paperwork. So he sees the lab test that Barnes uh was running the other day where he had like blood and glucose level and everything. Um, and then he looks at it, and he's kind of confused. He's like, this is alarming, you know? It showed very severe signs of diabetes. And if not treated, you know, bad things happen. So, so Mackenzie's um, blood test came back a few days later, showing a blood, clu- sorry, a blood glucose content of one- a thousand twenty mg's, forty percent. I probably said that wrong, indicating he has severe hyperglycemia. Glycemia. So, Doctor Barnes's physician assistant saw the test result, and he immediately called the police, who found McKenzie dead in his apartment. The PA suspected soon after that Barnes, sorry, Barnes was imposter, believing that the real doctor would have never missed obvious diagnosis. And just to preface, this PA had worked with him for like a year or so or two, 
and he would watch him and be like, this is some odd behavior because uh, Gerald Barnes would never like wash his hands properly. He would be like working on it, stitching someone up and he would sneeze right into the wound and it was just like very weird. So after, you know, he'd, he found out that what happened was like, what the heck, who is this guy? Like, how does he have a, um, a doctorate in, you know, medicine? So, so he really thought that, you know, he was an imposter and believing that a real doctor would never miss such obvious signs that Mackenzie had diabetes. So he decided to call the California Medical Board and discuss that, you know, there's a doctor here practicing and I want to verify, like, who he really is. So they're like, okay, fax over a picture of him. So he faxed over a picture and was like, this is the guy who's practicing here in Irvine. So, um, after he got faxed that picture, or the the customer service rep for the board looked at it and she was like, we have a huge problem. First, that is not the same person. And also, why is, if it is the same person, why is he practicing in Irvine, California, not in Stockton. So, you know, they're like, oh, well, we need to call the police because, you know, John McKenzie, you know, doesn't have vertigo. So the police go to his house and then find him dead on the floor with some medication in his hand, like for vertigo. And, you know, he's, he passed away. So they ended up calling police, arresting Gerald Barnes and giving him, let's see, giving him, I'm just looking at my notes here. Hold on. So, so the investigation in 1980 confirmed that Barnes was charged with second degree murder in McKenzie's death and the charge was a plea garden, sorry, plea bargain brought down to manslaughter and then he also got sentenced because he was practicing without a medical license and so then he was sentenced to three years and four months in jail but eventually only serving 19 months before being let out and paroled so um i actually was watching a podcast another podcast where his son is talking he's like i had no clue that my dad was doing this and you know he was like oh one day he came home and he was like i'm a doctor now and you know his son thought nothing of it he's like 18 you know living his life you know how it is when you're a young adult you don't really care what your parents are doing he's like cool you know it was nothing major that was until one day he was you know he works for the dodgers so he was you know going to he was working in the concession stand and he decided to grab a paper and then go to the um, bathroom for a bathroom break. So he grabs a newspaper, went to the bathroom, you know, taking his time. And then he looks at like the second or first page and is like, 
Gerald Barnes arrested for impersonating a doctor and then he recognized that that's his dad and so his dad got arrested and then uh Steve Barnes went to his dad's apartment like packed it up you know told the rental company for his cars or car to go you know collect their car because he's not gonna be able to pay the payment now so and then Steve would eventually, you know, go visit his dad in prison and they never really talked about, you know, why he was doing this. It was just like kind of brushed under the rug. It was like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, so then, you know, his dad is released from prison and he got released and still paroled and Barnes continued to practice medicine frequently. Briefly served as a referral doctor, but also was caught in 1984 when he tried to apply for hospital privileges, and the real Dr. Barnes blew the whistle. He was convicted of grand theft and forgery, and then sentenced to three months and four years, oh sorry, three, three years and four months in jail. The medical board, however, never flagged the real Dr. Barnes' file, and the reason why is because his credentials were legit. It was just, you know, not, he was not supposed to be using it in California. He's in Stockton. So, um, so they never, they never flagged his file and his third conviction was in 1989 for stealing the identity of a San Francisco pharmacist named Donald Barnes and he was caught when he tried to land a job at the Los Angeles pharmacy using Barnes's license. So, you know, he ends up getting arrested again early in 1991 for his parole violation and then he's released again in October. So, Barnes, who was, you know, the doctor imposter, Worked for four and a half years in dozen half dozen medical facilities in Los Angeles. He earned more than four hundred thousand dollars while various medical facilities billed insurance companies and individuals approximately five million for his services. So in nineteen eighty five Barnes gets a job. At a as a staff physician at the Executive Health Group, a Los Angeles clinic that handled physical checkups on no other the FBI, which is crazy to think that you know he's seeing FBI agents every day and he is basically a fugitive. You know he's not supposed to be doing this, and he's paroled, so you know he's basically going against his parole rules so he does you know physical checkups on FBI agents and senior officials with the Federal Reserve Bank and then also he did like state troopers and just like the oil company oil and gas like a bunch of big companies So it it depends on who you are sorry 
It depends on where you look up the case, but it is thought of as that he might have interviewed as few as 70 or as many as 100 FBI agents in the year. So, which is funny is that, like, he is basically, you know, impersonating a doctor, but the FBI is, like, sending him FBI agents to physically exam. But yet, he's a fake doctor, so, you know, at least it's a physical exam. I'm not sure how... It's not intensive, but, you know, if I was a doc, if I wasn't a doctor and I tried to do that, I'd probably be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but, so, you know, he does that. And then, who's later discovered when a new investigation for the state medical board inherited Barnes's case and questioned him. Under the, under the stress of getting questioned by the medical board, Barnes tried to have a suicidal attempt and tried to say he had suicidal thoughts and then he tried to fake a heart attack. It later, sorry, it later emerged that Barnes had a misdiag- had misdiagnosed several patients and dispensed improper medications in some cases resulting in patients losing their jobs. So, you know, he's he's out here, you know, faking being a doctor and giving people the wrong medications and then giving them a wrong diagnosis so then you know, they lose their jobs, which I'm like, if you're a doctor, how are you doing that? But again, he's a fraud, so anyways, so you know, Steve Barnes his you know, his, uh, Gerald Barnes's son, he, every time Steve, sorry, every time Gerald gets out of prison, Steve goes and packs up his crap. So, you know, if he sees, oh, he's back in prison. Okay. Time to pack up his crap again. Call the car company. You know, at that time, I'm sure his what he's been married like three times to like young, younger, young women. And, you know, there, I bet after he got arrested, like, yeah, we want nothing to do with you, which I would understand. So after a couple times of doing this, you know, and him getting released, he's like, okay, he sets the law with his dad. Steve's so like, if you're going to live with me, do not do anything illegal. I have kids. I have a family to worry about. I don't want to be involved. If you're going to live with me, it has to be legit. And, you know, Gerald is a prime manipulator. He's very good at being like, yeah, I will. Oh, no. I won't do anything wrong. So, you know, a few months pass and Gerald and Steve go to a baseball game. They love the San Francisco Dodgers, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, they're enjoying the game, buying each other beers, you know, having a good time when, um, when, you know, Steve turns to his dad and is like, so, have you done anything illegal, illegal lately? And Steve's like, no, I wouldn't. He's like, do you, are you sure? Are you sure you're being straight with me? 
And Gerald's like, no, 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 I would never do that. I don't want to put your family in jeopardy. You've been so kind to me, tucking me in after prisons and, you know, helped me get back on my feet. So he's like, well, whatever you're doing has to be legit. So I hope that that is legit. So, you know, Barnes has to spend the rest of his Wait, um, Barnes is facing the possibility of spending the rest of his life in federal prison. Barnes then pleads, sorry, Barnes, <laughs> can't talk. Barnes then pled, okay, sorry. Barnes then pleads guilty to mail fraud and lawful dispensing of controlled substances and fraudulent use of controlled substances registrations. So, you know, he's sentenced to 12.5 years. Executive Health later sued for battery, sexual battery, and medical malpractice during Barton's tenure there. And the company agreed to pay $9.2 million in damages to almost 500 victims. Okay, so this is where the story gets kind of twisted because, so, Barnes gets permission to leave the prison where he's at and go to Minnesota and they give him a bus ticket. So, you know, they're expecting, okay, you can, you know, go to Minnesota, you have to take the bus. So they're expecting him to go. Well, so Barnes calls his son, Steve, and they kind of have this, like, weekly occurrence where they're like, so, uh, Barnes's son travels for a living at this time, and he's like, every week they're like, oh, Barnes is like, so where are you to his son, Steve? And Steve's like, I'm in New York. And, um, Barnes is like... I'm sorry, and Steve's like back to his dad, and where are you? You know, kind of being funny because obviously he knows he's in prison. And then, you know, his dad goes, I'm out. And he, he's like, How did that happen? And he's like, I re- release myself on my own record. Sorry. I release myself on my own record. Sorry. I butchered that word. Okay, so, you know, he basically escaped prison while on the transfer. So, he was captured by the U.S. Marshal Services four weeks later while working yet another medical clinic, and he was sentenced to additional six months in prison for escaping custody to be served consecutively with his original sentence. Now, that's crazy. You know, he escaped prison and now he went back to being a doctor. It's like an addiction for him. I don't know if it's about the money or what, but it's like addicting for him, I guess. So, you know, Barnes served his sentence at the FMC Rochester. Minnesota, where he died on June 15, 2018. The real Barnes spent several years repairing his credit and reputation as a result to Barnes's fraudulent 
activities. So, you know, Gerald Barnes died in prison on June 15th, 2018. According to information available online, he was 84. So, um, I saw it, like, again, I'm referring to that interview. I was listening to you on Spotify, and his son is basically like, okay, well, I'm kind of glad he, not glad, but kind of relieved that he passed away because he kind of had, like, a disease, if you would say, like, kind of addiction to being a fake doctor, and his son said he didn't think it, he did it for the money. He think that, he thinks he did it to feel, like, important, because even in prison, he was, like, helping people write, people were calling him Doc, like, saying, oh, Doc's setting up a reading group, Doc's doing this. So, it kind of gave him, like, importance in life. Um, so, that's why he had, felt like he had to do that all the time, and the money, I guess, was an incentive. But, yeah, that's the crazy case of fake Dr. Barnes, and I feel so bad for the, um, for the real Dr. Barnes in Stockton, because I'm sure that caused him so much, like, probably ruined his credit, and, you know, I don't know how they do that with fraudulency, especially in this case, because he made so much money, um, I don't know, and then, you know, he constantly had to watch his medical license and make sure that no fake Dr. Barnes was, like, practicing under his license. And he's in Stockton, so, like, what is he going to do, you know, from here, from there, I mean. So, he eventually, I guess, is, you know, repairing his, um, sorry. He's eventually repairing his, um, you know, credit and everything. And hopefully this never happens to anyone else because... Honestly, the story is crazy. Alright. Well, that was the story of, um, sorry, of Gerald Barnes, the fake doctor. And I hope that you had a good time listening to this. I'm sorry it was, like, very, like, it wasn't as fun as the last episode because it's just me. But I figure I need to, you know, start doing it alone for a little bit so that way I get used to it, you know, when I'm home alone. And hopefully the audio is okay. I'm only using like a teeny little microphone. The one you like pinned to your shirt. So I'm kind of like holding it and speaking into it. And hopefully you guys can hear me. I am actually just bought a new mic. So hopefully it actually works. But we will see. Anyways. So that's the case for today. As always make sure you um, follow us. And leave a review on you know wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you know share the podcast with your friends because it definitely helps all of us so all right well that's it you guys have a great day bye bye